What event or incident happened at your job that caused a mass firing or a mass quitting? All the engineers at one job I was in had their contracts changed so that they had to buy their own tools. Due to the specialist nature of our jobs, we were all looking at over £4,000 per engineer. Ten walked, and the rest threatened to strike. The boss had to give in and buy the tools himself. They had their contracts changed? I'm not an expert, but isn't that illegal? Probably, yes. But the boss was such a butt, he felt he could do as he pleased with his servants. Many times he would just have the engineers working on Christmas Day. If you complained about it, he would just tell you to stop whining or get another job. One poor sod was made to work the day his wife went into labor, and he missed the birth of his child. He wasn't even allowed to phone the hospital. In the early 90s, I worked for a large construction company in Florida. I was on the road crew. One of the machines we used was called a mixer. The objective of this machine was to mix up the subgrade of a road. It had giant teeth that spin insanely fast. Well, my crew had laid down the dirt, lime rock, and clay, and now had to run the mixer over it. Well, someone set the blades too low and ripped an international fiber optic cable out of the ground. A clean cut would have been bad, but this cable was shredded beyond belief. It cost $100,000 per hour that this cable was down. Luckily, I wasn't at work that day. When I came in the next day, anyone who was even near the incident got fired. My whole crew was extinct. To put it into perspective, the cable was fatter than your upper leg and composed of thousands of glass strands. Every strand had to be fused back together. It cost the company millions. Total about 40 people that day were fired and I was put on another crew. Man, that's gotta suck if you were simply the guy holding the stop or slow sign that day. The idea is probably that everyone on the crew has a responsibility to be aware of what's going on and notice egregious errors. Not sure that it's reasonable in this particular case, but it might be. I used to work at a pickle factory in Michigan. When the new owners took over, they insisted that they change the recipe that had been the same for over 50 years without consulting the workers. Some of the employees' parents and grandparents had worked there and apparently felt so strongly about the recipe that 13 people quit and the majority were outside with signs the next days, until eventually they switched it almost all the way back. None of those who quit came back. I didn't quit and I actually enjoyed both recipes, but now I can't tolerate the smell or taste of pickles. I used to love them. I don't know what changed in your life to make you not enjoy pickles anymore. Perhaps having a wealth of them to eat at any given times. Anyway, hope you recover, strange pickle man. I work in local government for an urban county. One of the IT departments reclassified all their employees as exempt, a designation designed for political appointments, fired them all, Only exempt employees can be fired without cause and asked them to submit resumes if they wanted their jobs back. Their goal was to get rid of some employees they felt were dead weight. But it turns out the most valued employees, the ones with readily marketable skills in the prime of their careers, just shook their heads and had jobs elsewhere by the end of the week. Furthermore, when you pull a stunt like that, word gets out and resumes don't come flooding in. They are still trying to recover. I tried this with my dog. Haven't seen him in two years. Next time, don't pee on the floor, Baxter. Please come back. Worked in a bar in a nightclub. Restaurant by day, club by night. Five bartenders behind the bar on any given Friday and Saturday, plus barbacks. Thought something was weird about our credit card tips. Went to the bar manager. We collect receipts and checkouts plus paychecks for a few weeks. Examine them. Someone is withholding quite a bit of our tips. Fast forward to a Friday night, busy as heck. Owner comes in to see how things are going. Bar manager confronts him. Owner denies wrongdoing, claims what he's doing is legal. It wasn't, he was pocketing the withheld tips. 
Bar manager signals for me to come over, threatens to quit if the owner doesn't return the money he stole. Owner more or less says, T.S. Bar manager walks out. I lean into the bar long enough to tell one of the other bartenders what happened, give the owner a snarky wave, and follow him out. Five minutes later, the rest of the bar staff join us, and we wander down the road to another bar to commiserate over the bullcrap. Left over 500 people in the club with no bar staff. Zero Fs given. Found out a few days later that the daytime serving staff heard what happened and quit too. Last I heard, they had to shut down for a few weeks to restaff. Still overly proud of myself for that. Screw that guy. I was working retail and many of the workers engaged in mass exodus because the only manager anybody really liked quit. The way it happened was this. One employee was a recent hire. He basically got the position because two of his friends already worked there and they vouched for him. He regularly slacked off, got caught taking extra breaks, was never around when anybody needed him, and was generally a waste of space. One day, the manager everyone loves is on duty. He sends this kid out to collect carts from the lot. Now, a big group of this kid's friends have just arrived in the store. The kid goes and finds another employee and says, Hey, the manager told me to tell you to go get the carts out of the lot and proceeds to follow his friends around the store, doing nothing. Manager sees the other employee collecting carts and asks him why he's doing it, as it's not his usual duty. Uh, so-and-so told me that you wanted me to get the carts. Manager, knowing the kid has a record as a really poor employee, is furious. Hunts him down in the store and takes him to the office for a reprimand. After the reprimand, the kid leaves out the front of the store. He brings back two carts over the next 20 minutes. Finally, manager notices that we're completely out of carts. It's now been half an hour since he reprimanded this kid and sent him to the lot. So he goes outside to see what's up. Kid is leaning against the front wall of the building on his phone with his girlfriend. Manager fires him on the spot. The kid goes to HR to get his last check the next day. Sits down with HR manager and says that the manager everyone likes is selling illicit substances to employees, many of whom were minors, on work time. Then goes outside and calls the manager phone and leaves a message that he's going to F him up for firing him. The whole store goes nuts. There are accusations flying from management at everybody. Every single employee is pulled to HR and interrogated. Did this manager ever sell you substances? Have you ever seen him sell someone else substances? Have you ever seen him use substances? Have you ever heard him talk about using substances? No, no, no. And everyone they talk to points the finger at this disgruntled ex-employee. Everyone knows he started the rumor mill going to try and get back at his manager. The manager plays the recorded message for management that this kid left on work cell, but they dismiss it because there's no way to know it's him. Grilling continues for three or four days. Some people are pulled for multiple interviews. Gossip starts that they're going to fire this manager. They don't have any solid evidence against him, but this ex-employee and his two friends who still work at the store have provided stories that match one another. Well, no crap. They hang out every day and these interviews lasted almost a week. Enough that they think the manager needs to be fired. Manager doesn't wait for them to do it. He walks in one day and says, Screw this, I quit. I drafted my letter of resignation when this crap started. Here's my keys. About half the employees on staff walked right out there when he did. Almost everyone else quit within the next week. The last I heard, the only people who didn't quit were the two friends of the kid who never did his job. Does anyone else who's ever worked a bad hospitality or retail job get the vicarious sense of joy out of these stories? Who am I kidding? You clicked the thumbnail for some sweet quitting fantasies. My mum used to work for a college. She started there as a secretary when the college was just starting out and gradually moved up until she was running the whole business department. Without her knowing, the college ran interviews and hired a woman to be her superior. 
They never asked my mum to apply for the position and never mentioned it to her until the day this woman is introduced to her, and my mum's boss informed my mum she was supposed to train this woman to be her boss for the department. My mum was clearly hurt and upset, but she needed her job and she couldn't quit, so she sucked it up and trained this woman while putting on her best face and being cordial. All the rest of the people who worked under my mum in the department could not stand this woman and were incredibly upset by the situation as well. One morning, my mum walks through the doors and the boss of the college is waiting for her. He brings her into his office and fires her. Within the month, the rest of the department all quit as well, leaving them to hire and train all new people right before the fall semester started. Six months later, the woman they hired to replace my mum quit, and they had the balls to call my mum and ask her back. You can guess where she told them to shove it. I was hired by a man who owned three pizza chain stores. I trained at one store, worked there for a few months when I found out he wanted me to transfer to a different store, and after a few weeks become the manager. Woohoo! Well, the new store, the current manager, every single day spent a few hours on the phone with her significant other, screaming and yelling and crying, right in front of customers. The employees would get high in the walk-in fridge. I'm not actually too bothered by that if they actually did any more work than the total minimum. So here I am, hired by the store owner, not the manager, who had hired all of her friends. They didn't like me, they called me a B-word, a goody two-shoes, they were absolutely right. I fired all of them except for one new girl that started the week before I did. It was a glorious moment, the most B-word moment of my life. Mother frickers won't help me mop the floor, you're fired. Our company was bought by a larger company. The sales and marketing team got a new boss. Within a few weeks of this first meeting with the new boss, 75% of the team quit. No one outside of the team knew why. A few months later, I met the new head of sales and marketing. He was insane. When one of the top sales guys put his two weeks notice in, he was escorted off the company property within an hour. The next guy who resigned was told that he had to work the rest of the week with no pay so he could transfer his accounts over. Someone in HR had to explain to him that this is slavery and illegal. In conclusion, the new boss was insane and tried to bring slavery back. Our general manager was fired, everyone loved him, and they brought in a new GM who took away ending times to shifts, so we had to stay until he said we could go, while most of us were college students trying to schedule classes. And he took away all of the employee perks, we even had to pay full price on a dollar sub day. Everyone quit. There were only two people working there two months later. I worked at Wendy's. One of the shift managers quit for personal reasons, so the regional manager had all the other shift managers cover the now open shifts. The shift managers were now working overtime and didn't want to. They gave the regional manager a deadline of a month to get a new shift manager. A month goes by and the shift managers confront the regional manager because there's been no replacements. Turns out he hasn't even posted a job listing yet. They were so livid that all of them quit on the same day. Now the regional manager had to take all the shifts until he could hire new people, and he did a terrible job too. Normally four to six people were working at a time at our location because it wasn't dead slow, but wasn't a hot spot. Six only usually hitting a few hours overlap during expected rushes. With him as manager, he expected seven people to be working all the time. This means he increased all of our hours as well and had no respect for the hours people usually worked. This caused another mass exodus of normal workers, including me, because I didn't want to work full-time while going to school. I don't know if anyone else has had the boss that refuses to take a single step to solve the acknowledged problem in a workplace they promised to fix, but I have, and I still relish the day I shouted at them and walked out. Train Company in Sweden One day, many years ago, someone found a document stating some changes to overtime policy. It was just lying on a table in the middle of the break room. One copy only. Due to the nature of the business, there tends to be a lot of shifting hours back and forth. 
Sometimes we, drivers, can get home hours and hours early, and other times we get horrendously late. Hence, overtime. The document stated that now overtime forms had to be filled for when we come home early. Undertime, so to speak. This otherwise already scheduled time would be withdrawn, and the company would then be able to reuse that time. Negative overtime. One copy on a table, and a few hours later people had come in from all over in a major huff. There were outright and immediate resignations, shouting matches, phone calls to union representatives, a huge outcry overall. Date on the document and the day it was found, April 1st. Much fun was had. No one got into any trouble from what I recall. It was from the higher-ups, and pretty much everyone else in administrative staff knew about it. Still, they hadn't quite anticipated the crap storm. Even telling people that it was an April Fool's joke to their faces didn't work. Oh, wow. Beautiful from a very watch-the-world-burn kind of way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I worked in a call center and they got us all together on April 1st and told us they were going to lay off 20% of the workforce. And we all chuckled. It wasn't a joke. April 1st is the first day of the third fiscal quarter, midpoint of the year. Please tell me someone got in deep crap for that first bad joke. We had something similar happen. One day we got a mail from some higher-ups that the reception desk would now only be open from 9am till 2pm. Some people got upset, stating that it was freaking stupid, they can't run a company like this, until someone, me, pointed out that it was April 1st. People in the office calmed down, realizing they wouldn't do something that dumb. Plot twist, the next day, it wasn't a joke. They were serious. In a team of 30 IT consultants that had been working a big project for a couple of years, the standing offer that governed rates, etc. had been defined and would continue for the next few years. But the renewal deadline for each of our individual contracts with the contracting company, Middleman, was just a week away and we hadn't seen the paperwork, just promises that we were being renewed. Finally get to the paperwork and see a 10% cut in rates. Quite surprised because the standing offer didn't have any such change. Contracting company says the client department renegotiated new rates by saying that another company would be used instead. We were shocked that the client would put such a big project at risk. People made inquiries. It turns out the client department had made no such changes. The contracting company was just making a grab for a bigger piece of the pie. There was outrage. People quit. Other people yelled and got fired, etc. The company had to quickly backpedal and claim it was an administrative error. Yeah, right. But the damage was done. It didn't end there, though. About six months later, a small group of consultants on another project merged with us. They had been working under the same contract vehicle. As we're getting to know these five guys, one of them says, That 30% cut six months ago was nasty, eh? Turns out the company got from these guys what they couldn't get from us, and these poor suckers hadn't known it was fiction. Crap hits the fan once again. The five quit en masse. 
Problem was, their jobs were critical. They got hired back with hefty raises, almost double their original if memory serves. Stupid, greedy company. I worked in the corporate headquarters for a large national retailer. After 20 years in business, the company was sold to an arrogant billionaire who put his son in charge. His first job after completing his MBA. The son decided to relocate headquarters 500 miles away, close to his daddy's headquarters. He gave us 30 days notice to move, with no moving compensation or lose our jobs. Out of 300 employees, one moved. I accepted a new position the day after the announcement and gave two weeks notice. My boss went ballistic and said, What are we supposed to do? No one can feel your job here, and we won't have anyone new until we move. You're not a team player. Bonus, the company was out of business within 60 days after the move. Four days after the acquisition, they had spent 50 million to buy it. You're not a team player, he shouts as he upends his team's lives on a whim for his own personal comfort. My goodness. Competing company in a similar but not identical line of business tried for years to replicate our product with no success. They scrapped the project and took the R&D money and bought our company instead. Fired 600 people in one day. I was one of them. I hear from those who remained the place is awful now. I was the lead cook in a million-dollar kitchen at a multi-million-dollar high-end restaurant. The executive chef had been there since they opened and worked his way from the bottom to the top in four years. That place was his whole life and he was completely dedicated to it. The absentee owners had hired a do-nothing, know-nothing manager. After weeks of complaining, the owners had a meeting with the manager and gave him a week to get on top of his job. The chef went on vacation that week. The manager saw this as an opportunity to buddy up with the owners. A week and two rounds of golf later, the chef comes back to work to a pink slip. 27 out of 30 employees came in and resigned immediately after. Oh boy, I think I might have a winning story. When I was in high school, I took a part-time job doing tech support for a dial-up ISP. The company was pretty small and only had a handful of employees. The owner's wife did HR and accounting. Her brother was in charge of the technical operations and was my boss. Plus a web developer and the regular tech support guy, who were best friends. There were also a handful of developers at a sister company which develops custom software. My work schedule was evenings a few days per week plus normal hours on the weekend. My boss was usually there before me on Saturdays, but one week I was surprised to find that the office was locked. As the day progressed, I became increasingly confused by the fact that nobody else had shown up. There was almost always a few people at least passing through, but I'd been there all morning without seeing anyone at all. Finally, after a few hours, my boss walks in and said, You're probably wondering where everyone is. He told me that everyone except me, the owner and his wife, had quit. He wouldn't say why, but he assured me that it wasn't something I needed to worry about, and that, since his job was vital, he was going to stay at the company until a replacement could be found. I tried to find out what was happening, but he said I'd have to talk to the owner. When the owner arrived, there was clearly tension between the two of them. He also wouldn't tell me what happened, but was very eager to make sure I wasn't going to jump ship. Eventually, they hired new employees and found a replacement for my boss, and things went back to normal. But I still didn't have any idea what the hell happened, and the owner clearly wasn't interested in discussing it. Cut to a few months later, I'm walking around the show floor at the Macworld conference in New York when I bump into the former tech support guy and former web developer. We spent a few minutes catching up, and then the tech support guy grins and says, So, do you know what happened? Why everyone quit? Me? No, but I've certainly been curious. The owner didn't tell me and I didn't want to pry. Tech, he and his wife got excommunicated. Me, blank stare. Tech, didn't you know we're all Jehovah's Witnesses? Apparently everyone knew each other from church, and Jehovah's Witnesses aren't allowed to have anything to do with people who have been excommunicated. 
It wasn't until years later that I learned that the owner and his wife were swingers, and someone in the church found out. <laughs> Plot twist. Listen, I don't think anyone should be excluded from a workplace for their private lifestyle choices if everyone was consenting adults and they weren't hurting anyone, but at least it makes for a good story. You remember Walden Books, the store in the mall? I had a friend who worked there as a store manager. They hired him to clean up the store. It was a total wreck. Dozens of unopened shipment boxes crammed in the back room, behind the cash wrap, even under shelves. He found new releases from three months back that were never available to buy. It was really, really bad. On top of that, the district manager who hired him told him he had three weeks to get the store in order without extra hours and without sales dropping. If you've worked in retail before, you know that this is impossible. My friend argues with the DM, and the DM basically tells him that he doesn't care if they work off the clock to get it done, it will be done, or he'll turn the entire staff. Fire them. So for three weeks, my friend and his staff worked 24-7, only clocking in for allotted shifts. My friend would even sleep in the back room in a sleeping bag, and miracle upon miracles, he got it cleaned up before the deadline. The deadline comes, and the DM comes back, with two LP operatives. They start pulling the staff one by one to the back and grill them until they get them to admit to working off the clock. When they get to my friend, she tells them outright that the DM told him to do it, and the DM sat there and denied the whole thing. So he says to the LP guys, how else would we get this done with the deadline time allotted? You know what the store looked like before and you know how much time we had. The LP guys just looked at each other and then fired the entire staff. That same day, a manager and three associates were hired. The DM already had them in the wings and was just waiting for my friend to get the store in working order to pass it off to his friend. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.